0: Hey love, how you doing? I hope you're well and welcome to the Light of Speed podcast where we shed light on the goodness within and the goodness of others by becoming our authentic selves so that we can shine. I am your host, Dr. Felicia Speed, a life coach and social worker. I want to continue shedding light on something so powerful that it transcends time and space, and that is courage. See, now that I'm a little older, yes, I'm getting older, I realize more than ever, like everybody else, I'm afraid of a few things. Like, I ain't big on swimming because I can't. I don't do dogs or cats or snakes, and I really don't care about heights. And the list could go on, but it also could go a little deeper into my fear of failure or my fear of rejection. Well, what I found is the fear that I have experienced, it really wasn't just created by my own imaginary mind, which some of it is, but also it's based on the stories that have been passed down to me from generation to generation. And with that said, we have to ask ourselves, what fears were passed down to us, even by those we never met or even those who love us so much? See, things can be, um, what's the word, regurgitated. And what I mean by that is the fears of those that raised us, whether it was our grandparents or our parents, our loved ones, all of them had the strength and the love to give us. But they also gave us their fears. And you may ask, why am I using the word regurgitated? Well, <laughs> you've seen the little birds feeding their chickens and whatever that mama bird ate, whether it was worms or whatever else she picked up along the way, after it had been processed, she'd turn around and cough it back up to feed them. Mm, that's nasty. But anyway, so I had to ask myself, what has been regurgitated to me? Not to cause me harm but in an attempt to protect me. See, there are experiences that cultivated fears and were ingrained in me that I didn't even realize I had. And some of them created unconscious biases. I know we don't want to talk about it, and I promise you I ain't going to talk about it for long. But the thing is, is that one day, I was asked in the midst of an interview around diversity and inclusion and unconscious bias, about my experiences. And I know they initially thought I was going to talk about what had been projected onto me, but I really wanted to share what I had projected onto others. And it took courage for me to share with them, like it's taking courage for me to share it with you. See, up until about six or seven years ago, I had this fear of older white men. I didn't ever necessarily talk about it. No one would even know that I had it. I didn't treat anybody differently per se. But see, my my grandfather who raised me, he was always telling me, be careful what you do around them. Be careful what you say around them. And I was raised in the South. And there was a distrust that lingered in the thread of my family of experience. And it was passed on to me. And it created a tapestry of false experiences appearing real. I didn't even realize it existed in me until one day, while traveling, I got upgraded to first class. And I had to sit beside an old white gentleman. Believe it or not, he was kind. But I was shaking on the inside with fear, not knowing what he may do to me or what, how he may look at me or what he may say to me. But guess what? He was so kind. And even though I had this cautious interaction, like I was very hesitant on every word I was saying because I was trying to figure out like, now when is the true self, when your true self gonna show? Like when the real you gonna come forth? And then I realized after two and a half hours on this plane, he was showing me his true self. Just how others seem to judge me. I had done the same to him. And it was based on the distrust that I had truly never experienced things exactly the way my grandparents did. Like I experienced some things, I'm not gonna tell you that. But I had never been through Jim Crow. I never went through segregation. But because of that experience, I had fear that had been regurgitated to me from generation to generation. And now, while I'm sitting in first class, I had to face that fear, and I faced it with courage. Now, I'm not telling you that I haven't had some negative experiences since then (laughs) with that older sweet gentleman. Yes, I've had some people step in front of me in line getting on the airport as though I'm not there. But I've decided to have the courage to look at each of them individually and not as a whole because, see, it's not fair to judge a person by the color of their skin, but I should look at them by the content of their character. Now, you know who that came from, (laughs) Martin Luther King. But the question remains, is it really possible to have fear passed down? Well, think about it. Think about your life and the possible fears that you have, and let's talk about it a little bit more after this break. Well, welcome back, and let's get to it. Now you may be thinking, Speed, you making all that up. You can't be passing down fear from generation to generation. Well, I was starting to think I made it up too until I came across an article by Virginia Hughes in the National Geographic who made similar conclusions. See, in one highly publicized example, researchers in New York studied several dozen women who were pregnant on 9-11 and had been in the vicinity of the terrorist attack. Some of these women developed PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and this group shows lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol in their saliva than do those who did not develop PTSD. But here's the thing. At nine months old, the babies of the women with PTSD during 9-11 had significantly lower cortisol levels than the babies of healthy mothers. In earlier work, the same researchers had reported low cortisol levels in adult children of Holocaust survivors with PTSD. And yet in another study by Emory University, they show that the so-called startle response to a certain stimulus, a marker of anxiety, is more pronounced in kids whose mothers were physically abused as children than those mothers who were not abused. Could I go on? But how exactly... Does a parent's stress leave such a deep impression on their children? Well, part of it is nurture. See, a parent's sadness and stress naturally affects how they interact with others, including their children. So in the Holocaust study, in fact, they found that the survivors with PTSD tended to be emotionally abusive or they would neglect their children. And we know from some remarkable experiments with rats, and no, I don't like to talk about rats, but these rats that parental care effects affected their offspring genes. See these rat pups or the rat kids, I guess you could say, they would get a lot of licking and grooming from their mothers that show distinct changes in their hormones and in their DNA. But the neglected kids, the, the neglected rat kids, I'm going to call them, in contrast, don't show these same hormones. So the thing is, it showed up in their DNA. Now, a fascinating new study revealed that it's not just the nurturing, Traumatic experiences can actually work themselves into our DNA. When a male mouse becomes afraid of a specific smell, this fear is somehow transmitted into his sperm, and the study showed that his kids will also be afraid of the odor and will pass that fear down to their children. So parents transfer information to their offspring and they do so even before the offsprings are conceived. And why evolutionarily would a, would a parent pass down such specific information so that when the offspring or the generations encounter that environment later in life, they know how to behave appropriately. Now, is that not just crazy? Sometimes you need to identify the fear, the distrust, and have the courage to confront it and challenge it so that you can overcome it. It is so important because if not, it can truly stump your growth and ability to evolve into the beautiful human being that you are from the inside out. Just recognize that some of the fears that we are experiencing have been passed down to us. But we can say that the buck stops here. We are going to confront it. We are going to shift our behaviors, not based on our fears, but based on our courage. Before I end today, can I just go a little deeper if you don't mind? Because I would love to talk about the courage that we have to live from day to day. See, I've been waiting for this moment to just encourage you to have the courage to shine. Yes, it is time for you to show your authentic self. What are your strengths? What are you good at? I know it's in you. Thing is, we've been just crawling around just like these caterpillars. Imagine the caterpillar, right? Always crawling around on the ground. Through each of the little pieces of grass, barely being able to see or even be seen, they can easily be stepped on or eaten. But if it survives and makes its way into the cocoon, to a place it has never been, in the heights, it has been so used to moving through the grass and now it is hanging from the trees. But it's in this cocoon. And while clinging to something externally to stabilize itself, it's something inside the caterpillar that says there is so much more in me than has yet to be seen. So it crawls into the space, makes itself a cocoon, hides in the obscurity of darkness, and then as the time passes, the caterpillar has a new name has a new identity, the colors that can only be created in the dark places. And now it has to face its greatest fear, flying. Instead of being on land, moving from place to place, being afraid of being stepped on or overlooked, it now can shine with all its glory and in all its beauty. And now it has to open up its wings, come out of the darkness, embrace their authentic selves. And that is what I want to encourage you today. I just want to take this brief moment to say, if you can get through this cocoon season, this moment of obscurity, this moment in hiding, While you're going through your transformations, if you can make it through this moment, this Kairos moment, then you will need that same courage just like that caterpillar did as it transformed into a beautiful butterfly and have the courage to shine. Yes, I believe you have the courage to shine. I wanna ask you something, and I know I ask you a lot of questions, but what's keeping you from making the next move, to starting that new business, to going back to school? What's keeping you from starting that new relationship? I'm talking about what's keeping you from getting out the bed? (laughs) <laughs> What's keeping you from sitting in front of that TV knowing you need to get up and go to the gym or go outside walking? If you can visualize it, you can manifest it. I believe in you. I believe there is so much more in you than you could ever imagine. So before you just think of having the courage to fly, can you just have the courage? to walk can you have the courage to stand because it is time for you to shine well that's all we have time for today and we will pick up next week on wisdom wednesday with a new episode please encourage others to join our journey by subscribing in whatever platform they use such as apple google spotify amazon music and captivate Also, The Light of Speed can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where I share weekly inspirations to compel us to grow. I would love to hear from you, so please join us and inbox me on The Light of Speed Facebook page. Special thanks to The Light of Speed team, Captivate, and music by It's What Are by Pixabay. Until next time, keep shining.